This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 604 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by FeedXL.com, where horse folks go for accurate, unbiased nutrition information. Greetings, horse folks. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is from Kim Walness. Kim competed on her legendary partner, the Grey Goose, in Europe and the U.S. as a member of the United States Equestrian Team from 1980 to 1986. Her career highlights include winning team and individual bronze medals at the World Three-Day Event Championships in Lumellen, Germany, and winning the prestigious Rolex Kentucky three-day event in 1982. Today, she travels throughout the United States as an instructor and coach. Today's tip from Kim is about taking charge of the learning process. But before we get to our tip, a word from our sponsor, FeedXL.com. I just got my FeedXL newsletter the other day, and it was just brimming with information that I could put to use right away. For example... This little tidbit from FeedXL top tip number 35. Spring is just around the corner. As the grass begins to grow, you still need to concern yourself with your horse's nutrition, even if they're knee-deep in it. The mineral content in particular of fast-growing grasses and forages is often deficient in several key minerals required by horses on a daily basis. This is a good time to review your diets, which I did, Also check out this super article written by Dr. Richards about spring pastures titled Spring and Autumn Pastures. Hit them up today. FeedXL.com. Review your horse's diet and learn a whole bunch about nutrition. Now enjoy today's tip. And welcome back. Kim Walness, my very favorite international event instructor. Yes, I am biased. (laughs) Thanks for stopping by again today. What are you going to enlighten us with this afternoon? Well, I was thinking perhaps we could speak to the topic of what makes a good instructor. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Mm. Could mean a lot of things. It could mean a lot of things. I've been through a lot of instructors in my time, and and I've also had, um, I mean, I didn't have really very much instruction at all, but all the way up to the international level. And then when I got there, I, I, I started to seek instruction. And here's some of the things that I've learned along the way. Now, number one, I was in my, hmm, I think I was in my early 30s when I started competing, late 20s, early 30s. So, and I have learning issues. I have, um, um, my mind thinks differently. I learn by feeling. You know, it's very important that you know your own learning modality. Do you learn by feeling something? Do you learn by feeling it in your body? Do you learn by uh, seeing somebody else to do it? Do you learn by listening? And there's a, a really wonderful woman. Her name is Donna Markova, and she's uh, written some books. Uh, about 
the, edu- the, the way people learn. And one of the things that she says is that everybody learns through vision and uh, feel and um, hearing. But it's linked to different aspects of our brain. And those aspects um, are your conscious, subconscious, and unconscious minds. So these minds, my con- I'll give you the example of me. My conscious mind, so that I can take that information in and retain it and find it again and spit it back out and do something, that is linked to feel. So if somebody puts their hand on me and says, do something this way, or I can put my hands on them, or, you know, I feel lucky that feel is my primary learning modality because I can feel what the horse does. If somebody points something out to me, I'm like, oh, yeah, I can feel that. That is linked to my conscious mind. Uh, visual, watching somebody do something, is linked to my, un- my subconscious mind. So that assists my conscious mind in being able to retain information. But hearing, somebody just talking to me, that's linked to my unconscious mind. So anything that I just hear, unless I write it down in colored ink, <laughs> which makes it visual <laughs> and kinetic, so I'm writing with my hand and with a pen in it that's feel, as well as seeing it with a colored ink, then I can retain it because I'm, I'm filtering it through these other two modalities. So does that make sense? Yes, it does. It's a very interesting point of view on how people learn to take those three aspects and discover for yourself um, how you learn because in turn, if you have an instructor who has a knack for teaching people who have a type of learning like you do feel, mm-hmm. you're going to get a lot more out of the relationship than if you went to an instructor who explains things a lot. Am I right? That was exactly my point. Yeah, okay. that was exactly my point. Yes, I'm so glad that came through. <laughs> so, yes, you need to find an instructor who speaks your language. Otherwise, there's a lot of frustration all the way around. So I guess the first step is discovering for yourself what your language is. Now, would it work, um, and this is something I I did a lot of when I was competing, I did a lot of um, auditing at clinics. Mm -hmm. Um, Frequently couldn't afford to ride at a clinic or did not have a horse that was appropriate to ride in the clinic because me and that horse were that person at the horse show and we were busy rearing and pitching. So it really Mm -hmm. wasn't appropriate to be in a clinic situation. Um, Mm -hmm. But by observing those clinics, I frequently would come away from the clinic. It was Geraldo, the international competitor, giving the clinic. But sometimes I would come away from that clinic going, wow, Geraldo, their international competitor, that sucked. I got nothing out of that. It wasn't because Geraldo, the international competitor, was a poor clinician, but because Geraldo, the international competitor, taught in a style that addressed my weak learning point. Yes. yes. So that, I didn't think of it that way, but at the time, I was discovering how I learned. Mm-hmm. So I needed to take notes on that, and I didn't because I was young and dumb. But, well, it's not not that you were dumb. You just didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I was young. Dumb is a dumb is a term for unknowing. It's not necessarily negative. I was just young oh. and didn't know. 
Okay. <laughs> See, I'm not looking at it as being bad. It's just a fact that it was. So yes. as students, we can take those learning situations. You're watching other people take lessons. You're taking lessons uh-huh. yourselves. Uh-huh. Um, you are watching instructors in the warm-up arena at horse shows. Uh-huh. Um, you can dissect... Okay, are they teaching in a – give me an example of an instructor who is teaching someone how to post on the correct diagonal for someone who is a visual learner. Take me through what an instructor might do there as an example. Visual, okay, so with a visual learner, if there were other horses, let's say they were at a horse show or there was in a, they were in a clinic and there was, it was a group, then they might send somebody out around to, to go around the arena and let the student observe how this person is posting on the correct diagonal and on the incorrect diagonal, pointing out the way the horse's legs move and the timing of the up-down. Huh. So this is an so example of, it. yeah, this is great, though, because having taught for many, many years myself, instructors, especially with brand new beginners, sometimes it's a struggle because what seems like a straightforward process, learn to post on the correct diagonal, can be a very big struggle for some riders. Absolutely. And it's, Absolutely. It, it can be because the instructor is unaware that the student with whom that is having the difficulty is unable to really grasp a concept in the way they're addressing it. So that same student, let's make that same student learning that same skill instead of being a visual learner, um, an auditory learner, someone who learns by hearing something. How would I change how I taught that same skill set? Then I would explain how the horse has the diagonal footfalls, you know, in, um, inside hind, outside four goes at the same time. And you can even walk over and, you know, show them because everybody has that secondary learning curve. So, mm-hmm. it might, you know, visual always helps. So if, let's say we're going left, it would, you would be rising when the, when the right front leg goes forward. So you you explain that, that you'll always want to be on the outside diagonal and what that means, and that's when you want to be standing and you want to sit when that leg comes back and you want to come up when that leg goes forward. And you might, um, so that would be explaining it to somebody who hears it. Now, So for the, in- visu- the visual person, uh, as well as watching it happen, you can also go up there and you can even pick the foreleg out, the right foreleg up, and move it forward so they see how the shoulder moves. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. which would also help with a kinetic learner to get the feel of when that outside shoulder moves forward. That's when they need to be rising, because that's mm-hmm. new about the kinetic person. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's interesting to look at this now. For the auditory learner, the person who learns well when they hear something, yeah. um, this is something I used a lot because I had some a number of students over the years that were um, labeled as being mildly autistic. Okay. And, and several of them, this really helped. I had them repeat it back to me while standing mm-hmm. still, but mm-hmm. I also had them repeat what they were trying to do out loud while they did it. It really seemed to help them. 
it is huge. This gets into the talking thing. Yes, it's okay to talk while you're writing. It so helps for to breathe and it helps to organize your thoughts. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Yes. So we've got the learn by hearing person who that who that's their strongest suit. Mm-hmm. We've got the learn via. So we've got. I've lost the second one already. We've got. Well, well, there's visual and then visual. Thank uh, you. Because I don't have notes written down, so I can't remember um, the <laughs> visual person where that's their strongest one. I've got little scribbly notes everywhere here, and then we've got the feeling. So now we've got those two. Now that we're again the same skill set. We've got our student who's learning to post and learning to post mm-hmm. on the correct diagonal. So mm-hmm. the person whose strongest learning skill is by feel or kinetic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How am I going to approach that person? Well, that person, um, like I might put my hand, I might take their um, the top of their breeches waistband and the, the end of their shirt in my hand and help them find the feel of, of going up and down. This is the rhythm, up, down, up, down. And then I would tell them that they need to to post on that outside diagonal and that's when I'm again I would go over and I would take the horse's foreleg and move it forward this is when you need to stand when this is happening in the front you know instead mm-hmm. of just looking to see if the shoulder's forward they can feel that the shoulder is forward okay. so that would be the timing of it the timing okay now for a kinetic learner mm-hmm. um, and again I'm I'm hearkening back to some students that I had over the years um I had some that had difficulty feeling the shoulders move, especially mm-hmm. when you're on little fat ponies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Or with no withers. Yeah. With no withers. Or people who are at an age in their life where um, physical sensation that is unique and different isn't something that they're busy registering at that point in their life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I had some of them. Um, close their eyes and just lay mm-hmm. their flat hands on the horse's shoulders so that when That's I moved the I leg, they could say. feel it Absolutely. move. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of off the track in that that's not the part of their body that's going to feel it while they're riding, but it helped them tune into that horse's part of the body a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. There are so many pieces to this, and it's so important to think uh, as an instructor to think outside the box. How can sometimes if I'm really stumped how to help a person, I'll say, go over I'll give them a task. I say, go over there and work on this on your own for a minute. And I just go inside to my inner guidance system and say to the universe, I need help. I need <laughs> I need help. I'm I'm fresh out of ideas here and I need inspiration. And I just I wait. And mm-hmm. I, it, that has never failed me. Some some exercise will come through to help that person, and I'm so grateful to them because now I have another tool to put in my toolbox to help people. So yeah, because really you can invariably apply it to some other student later on. Absolutely, and so that was a really good way of thinking outside the box, Jennifer, to help people. Some Sometimes desperation, I looked at it as desperation, but I really like the way you look at it. I'm just going to ask the universe to allow me to think a little more creatively here. That's a much better way yes. to look at it. Yes, yes, absolutely. Because, because you have, you, there are, there's no one way to do anything. There is 
And that is true in all cases, that there is no one way to do anything. You have to be flexible with the student and the horse, because horses have different learning styles, too. Once again, a 13-and-a-half-minute light bulb tip that both students and instructors can use, because um, as a student, it behooves us to understand how we learn best. And as instructors, it is very important that we understand that we teach with a certain strong point and our students learn with a certain strong point. They might not be the same, so we need to become versed and competent at lots of different learning styles to be our best as instructors. Absolutely. And compassion comes in there, too. Yeah, that's kind of universal, isn't it? Well... It may, it isn't universal. <laughs> well, it should be. Instructions out there who are not <laughs> compassionate. <laughs> Let's say it should be. How's that? <laughs> yeah, um, but I feel it's really important to find somebody who who does have compassion and empathy, and understands that you're doing your best. And you know, I always say to my students when they start to get frustrated, I say, take a breath and relax. This is on me that you learn this. This is, uh, you're, I know you're doing the best you can, and I have to find a way that will help you digest this and, and understand it. That, so don't, don't get like, oh, I, I won't be able to do it. We will do it. We will find a way, and that's on me. That's not on you. So just take a breath and relax, and then, and then we, we proceed from there. Right, and as a student, um, it's our obligation to let our instructor know when we don't get it, yes. Don't 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 fake it, you know. <laughs> yes. Don't fake. No. And I had to learn this taking clinics, you know, and and clinics at the level where I ride are very expensive, and uh, it does no good to the instructor and it does no good to me if I am not learning what they're trying to get across. I go with an open mind. I just pretend I'm a beginner again. I try everything that they're. They're asking me to do, and if I don't understand it, then I'll say I'll just stop and I'll say, you know, can I talk to you for a minute? And they always pause, and I say, I'm I'm not understanding this. And then I'll ask them, could you show me, or could you walk this pattern out? Or I've even, um, you know, some some of the um, really uh, how can I put this. In classical dressage, some of the instructors are are um, our elders, and they're full of dignity. But I'll stop and I'll say, I have a, a very different question to ask you, and they'll they'll say yes. And I say, I need to feel what you're talking about. Would would you be able to do this on the ground in your body? And could I please put my hands on you and feel what muscles you're using? And they're like horrified. <laughs> I can well imagine. But we, we make it fun because I just hop off. I just hop off. I'm already on the ground. I'm ready. And so they explain to the audience what we're doing, and I put my hands on, and then I've got it because I'm mm-hmm. a kinetic learner. I need to feel it. Mm-hmm. I can learn a lot by watching, but sometimes i just got to feel it. And for those out there in the listening audience who have never experienced a Kim Wellness riding lesson... Um, I am not, I, I cannot say I'm not a kinetic learner, but I am not a touchy-feely person. And when Kim and I first met, I, I had moments of horrified, I will say, because it took some getting used to. But you were so very kind and, and kind of let me get used to it at my own pace. 
that it all worked out in the end, and I learned a great deal. But, um, yes, I can just well imagine the, the look on the face of some of the old-school instructors that, yeah, you know, you, you bark orders, and that's how you learn. That's right. <laughs> I really want to learn, and they understand that. And, and they usually either thank me for it or they point out to the audience that here's somebody who's taking charge of their learning process and that they appreciate that. <gasps> I think we've and hit on it right there. Taking charge of the learning process. That's right. You have to take charge of your own learning process. It's, mm-hmm. That's and excellent. Gonna, that's going to be the title you. of today's tip. Well, there you go. And you should probably explain why you were horrified when I started teaching you. Well, I came from the school of the instructor barks orders, and that's how I learn. And that's really not how I learn. I'm not good at that. That, does, that doesn't suit me very well. And when you were teaching and you were trying to teach me how to find my center Mm -hmm. and be able to communicate with my horse better, Mm -hmm. you would have us as students, and we had lots of clinics, there was lots of students, we would be able to put our hand, for example, put my hand on my lower back and your Mm -hmm. lower back so I could feel the difference between my lower back that um, had a lot of similarities with a pressure-treated 4x4 and your lower back, which was a little bit more akin to um, gymnast. Hmm. And immediately I could feel the difference kinetically. It could just like, oh, my, ooh, that I can see the difference now. Mm-hmm. And I, you notice I word, use the word see, but I could yes. very much feel the difference. Identify. Mm-hmm. identify that. But that was very, very foreign to me. Sure. Effective, but it was very foreign at the time, mm-hmm. and I was a little surprised. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I just thought maybe that might need a little bit of illumination. <laughs> Why you were so horrified? And, and I use horrified in the in the if you can use the word horrified in a good way because it was it was a very enlightening and positive horrified. I'm going really we're allowed. It's kind of like I'm allowed to eat. Uh, I'm, a, I'm I'm really allowed to eat chocolate chip pancakes for breakfast and it's okay. That kind of horrified. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, now I understand. That makes sense. See, that kind of horrified. So take charge of the learning process as an instructor and as a student, Mm -hmm. and we're all going to be better for it. So thank you once again, Kim Wallace, for stopping by and giving us yet another light bulb day. It's always a pleasure, Jennifer. And we'll be seeing you again soon. I look forward to it. Well, there you go. To listen to all of Kim's tips, just go to horsetipdaily.com and go to the experts drop-down menu on the left. You can also go to thewayofthehorse.com. That's Kim's website where you can read all about it. Or search for Kim on Facebook, Kim Walness, W-A-L-N-E-S, and see what she's up to. Don't forget to support our sponsors on Horse Tip Daily because they make these podcasts possible. Today's sponsor has been FeedXL.com. Please stop by the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like to hear us cover on the show. You can subscribe to all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network through iTunes or Zune and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zune, or MP3 player. You can also listen to the shows right on Facebook. The player's right there every day. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse!
The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.